You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for audiobook news read from Audiophile Magazine. My name is Sarah. And today we're going to start off with the column in the studio, this time looking at Questlove's Music is History. Audiophile spoke with award-winning author, musician, and documentarian Questlove and producer Scott Sherratt about creating the audiobook of Music is History, which is nominated for a Grammy Award. Audiophile. Scott, what are some of your favorite stories from working with Questlove to record Music is History? Scott Sherratt. Setting the scene, March 2020, during the coronavirus lockdown, Questlove, Amir Khalib Thompson, started live-streaming marathon DJ sets, which provided such a welcome sense of connection for all of us self-isolated folks out there. As soon as I logged on to the first set, he saw my handle, slash profile, and said, Scott, I wrote another book. It's 500 pages. Get ready. Cut to summer 2021, New York City. The pandemic continues and music is history. Now a lean and tight 352 pages is ready to record. Questlove's manager-slash-miracle worker, Alexis Rosenzweig, gave us the green light to get started. I was fortunate to be able to work remotely throughout the quarantine, but for me, there really is no substitute for being in the room, especially if that room happens to be in the legendary studio that Jimi Hendrix built, ground zero for much of the greatest music of the last 50 years. We returned to Electric Lady Studios, Amir's home away from home, and got to work. We had recorded Creative Quest there a few years earlier, and while I would have been happy to be anywhere after such a long stint of remote remote work, it was downright exciting to be back in action at Electric Lady. It is a magical place, and as Bono said, I felt like I should take my shoes off to enter. Questlove managed to come out of the pandemic even busier than he was before, making our schedule a little acrobatic and skewered toward late nights. The film he directed, Summer of Soul, as front-runner in early Oscar buzz, he went on to win, was quickly becoming one of the biggest events of the year. Questlove is also the band leader at The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon. Add to those busy schedules, robust DJ calendar, his culinary ventures, and many other time-consuming entrepreneurial pursuits, and it's a miracle that we were able to carve out enough of his time to tackle something as ambitious as our Music is History recording. We had new safety considerations and COVID protocols to follow as well, which meant a pared-down crew, me, Questlove, and his longtime engineer, Steve Mandel. I engineered and directed our voice sessions, and Steve recorded and mixed a treasure trove of fabulous music cues with Questlove and his band, The Roots. We put it all together with my mastering engineer, Danny Meltzer. The recorded books team were very kind and gave us room to shape it up and time to make it happen. Electric Lady is a bit like an A-list community center. Jimmy Fallon popped in to record a few lines, Patti Smith, Mark Ronson, and other Electric Lady alumni were also at the studio, getting back in the swing of the things. One of the funniest moments for me was when Questlove texted Dave Grohl, who I hadn't met yet, to share some audiobook anecdotes, as Dave's audiobook was shaping up for me a little later in the year. It was a funny conversation, They genuinely are the two nicest guys in the music biz. Audiophile. How did you approach the narration? Questlove. 
When I write a book, it begins in my head, and I have to think how it's going to sound on the page. Except that sound on the page is kind of a contradiction in terms. It's how it will sound in a reader's head. When I get to the audio book, it's my chance to actually try to create a version of the text that sounds how it sounds in my head as I'm writing. Since this is a book of essays and personal reflections, instead of a murder mystery or a motivational book, I approach the narration somewhere between teaching a class and having a conversation with a friend who is very interested in music, history, and pop culture, but may not be as obsessive about it as I am. Scott Sherrod. Questlove is a natural storyteller. Music is conversation, and conversation is music. I believe that keeping it all in the family with people he trusts and being in the studio where he is most comfortable help foster an environment where he can relax and tell us all about it. We have a good rapport, and he still puts up with all my nattering. So we seem to have a formula that works. It's a little work mixed with a lot of laughs. Audiophile. Tell us about the inclusion of music, sound effects, and quotes in the audiobook. Questlove, on the last book I wrote, Creative Quest, I moved into the audiobook space with a real head of steam, convinced that I could do all of those things and turn the book into theater of the mind, use different voices, sound effects, play around with the format. I had done something similar with a memoir format on Mo Meta Blues. Tried to write a memoir that turned the idea of a memoir inside out. That book was a great canvas to learn to paint, and when it came time to write this book, I wrote it with a clearer sense of what would happen when it turned into an audiobook. Scott Sherrod, our first project, the Grammy-nominated Creative Quest, was a truly innovative adventure, which gave us a good sense of workflow for music as history. The things we learned about working together then informed our approach with this one. Questlove has an encyclopedic knowledge of all things music, and music as history covers the last half of a century of popular music as seen through his eyes and heard through his ears. He seems to hear a host of possibilities as he is writing, and we map things out while recording. It's not so much that there's a print version to adapt for audio; they evolve together, and Questlove has seemingly endless ideas about how it might all come together before we even start. Audio file. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about recording music as history? Questlove. In some ways, I feel like media has come full circle. When I was a kid, people would do radio shows that were, in a way, like audiobooks, full-service programs with narration, bed music, breaks, original compositions. That sort of went away as radio got more corporate. But in recent years, podcasts have brought that back. There are podcasts that are original scripted series. There are podcasts that are personal stories with effects. Audio is a rich medium and getting richer. For someone who spends so much time listening to things, it's great to try to stretch and reshape what an audiobook can do. And now for a review of Music Is History by Questlove, read by Questlove. Questlove, the bandleader of the Roots on the Tonight Show band, chooses one pop song from each of the past fifty years and gives his take on how it relates to other songs, his growth as a musician, and the headline cultural events of that year. His knowledge of pop music and its creators is substantial and a real treat to hear. He's an industry insider and intelligent observer of music's commercial and artistic arcs. His performance is a comfortable blend of pro-level reading and genuine enthusiasm that is punctuated with tasty sound effects and quotes delivered by an unnamed voice talent. 
Along with his keen insights on racial politics and culture, his easy-to-hear performance will make listeners feel like they are in the room with the personalities and cultural energy of each era. And this title was a 2022 Audis finalist. It's available from recorded books 11 hours long, unabridged. Library edition, digital download, ISBN 978-198-009-5286 for $24.99, also a CD or MP3. And now for some science fiction and fantasy titles. The Art of Prophecy, War Art Saga, Book 1, by Wesley Chu, read by Natalie Noddis. Natalie Noddis has plenty of opportunity to shine as the narrator of this audiobook. It's the first installment of a war art saga, inspired by martial arts films with magic thrown in for good measure. The chosen one, Jan, has been raised in luxury with a cadre of warriors to instruct him. Noddis has no trouble making clear that he is a spoiled brat. Eventually, he becomes the student of a one-armed Grand Master of Magical Martial Arts, who is feisty as can be and determined to make a warrior out of him. The Grand Master is one of three strong female characters, and Nodas creates nuanced personas for them all. The interaction among the characters is delightfully spirited, and snarky comments abound. It's available from Random House Audio, 18.75 hours unabridged. Trade Edition Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-360-6148 for 27.50. Books on Tape has the Library Edition Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-360-6155 for $95. A Court of Mist and Fury, One of Two, A Court of Thorns and Roses, Book Two, by Sarah J. Maas, read by Melody Muse, Anthony Palmini, Henry W. Kramer, John Vertolo, Amanda Forstrom, and a full cast. Melody Muse inhabits the role of this story's narrator, along with Fair, a mortal in an immortal body who lives in the land of a fairy. Muse uses gentle, sometimes fearful voice laced with steel for Fair, who joins forces with recent High Lord of the Night Court, performed by Antony Palmini. His sultry tones suggest both a strong-willed ruler and a sensuous lover. Evil forces threaten both Fay and humans, an evil that could destroy the world. Fair and Recent weave together their considerable magic powers as they work to defeat the encroaching darkness. Sound effects, background music, and an imaginative cast enhance this magical battle between good and evil, light and dark. And this title was a 2022 Best Audiobook. It's available from Graphic Audio, 8 hours long. It's an audio program. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-168-508-5377 for $20.99, also as MP3. Travel by Bullet, The Dispatcher, Book 3, by John Scalzi, read by Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto returns to perform Scalzi's latest audiobook in the Dispatcher series, and fans of a series will be pleased. Quinto's near-deadpan approach is perfect for this mix of cutting-edge science fiction and hard-boiled detective drama, in other words, classic Scalzi territory. Quinto returns as Tony Valdez, a trained professional who is skilled in restoring life to the very recently deceased under specific and mysterious rules. In order to be restored, the dispatcher must first murder them. 
Quinto's voice fully embodies the world-weary outlook of a man who understands the compromises people make to achieve wealth and maintain life. Scalzi is prescient about the precarious nature of cryptocurrencies as his characters are swept into a world of shady deal-making. It's available from Audible, 3.75 hours long, unabridged. Trade edition, digital download for $24.95. The Story of the Hundred Promises by Neil Cochran, read by M. Grossland. M. Grossland narrates a lush and joyfully queer fantasy loosely inspired by Beauty and the Beast. After years at sea, Dara Thorne must decide whether or not to reconcile with his father. His journey is told in parallel with that of Merrigan, an enchanter. Grossland deftly maneuvers the dual plot lines, as well as the interspersed fairy tales from the world of the story. They subtly shift their tone to differentiate them. Despite challenges, Dara is cheerful and open, and this warmth is matched in Grossland's portrayal. Merrigan, by contrast, though a kind and loving individual, was treated poorly in their youth and maintained a distance from others that is reflected in Grossland's narration. Grossland gives the final climactic confrontation its due, creating a breathtaking conclusion. It's available from Blackstone Audio, 12.75 hours long, unabridged. Trade edition at digital download, ISBN 979-821-220912 for 22.95, also as CD or MP3. Library edition, digital download, ISBN 979-821-220905 for 64.95, also as CD. And now, some young adult titles. Inaugural Ballers, The True Story of a First U.S. Women's Olympic Basketball Team by Andrew Moranis, read by Nicole Lewis. Nicole Lewis's absorbing narration of the U.S. women's basketball team's path to the 1976 Olympics in Montreal creates a courtside experience for listeners. Led by coach Billy Moore, the underdog American team who would go on to illustrious playing and coaching careers vied for a medal and a chance to grow their sport. Lewis's light characterizations of quoted players and coaches, including Pat Head and Lucia Harris, reflect their tenacity and passion on and off the court. Despite the pervasive sexism and racism of the time, the legacy of these trailblazing bowlers continues through the WNBA and expanded youth basketball programs of today. Moranis's narrative non-fiction combined with Lewis's vibrant performance creates a compelling production for teen and adult sports fans alike. It's available from Listening Library, seven hours long, unabridged, recommended for ages 12 and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-059-363-0963, sorry, 0969, for $20. Library edition, digital download, ISBN 978-059-363-0976 for $50. Demon in the Wood, a Shadow and Bone graphic novel by Lee Bardugo, read by Ben Barnes, Sean Gormley, Mary McCartney, Eason Ritter, Sally Safut Safioti, Benjamin Valick, Tom Bromhead, James Fauhey, Matt Lisi, and Cassandra Morris. A full cast of talented narrators taps into the darkly magical atmosphere of Bardugo's graphic novel prequel to the Shadow and Bone trilogy. 
Primary narrator Ben Barnes depicts the villainous Darkling when he was known as Eric, a young teen who hungered for companionship and stability. Eric and his mother find refuge in a remote mountain village, where they are safe as long as they conceal Eric's unique powers. With a richly resonant voice, Barnes sympathetically portrays Eric's desire for acceptance, while also hinting at his potential for ruthlessness. Supporting narrators give voice to a wide range of villagers, from irrepressible children to battle-hardened elders. An evocative soundscape incorporating everything from a clip-clopping of horses' hooves to the sounds of the night further enhances this spellbinding audio. It's available from Macmillan Audio, one hour long, unabridged, recommended for ages 14 and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-125-0819123 for 14.99. We Deserve Monuments by Jazz Hammonds, read by Tamika Caton Donegal. Tamika Caton Donegal poignantly defines the characters who enter the world of 17-year-old biracial queer Avery one summer. Avery is uprooted from her home in D.C. and moved to the small Georgia town where her grandmother, Mama Letty, is terminally ill. Immediately, she addresses numerous challenges. The first is clearly defined by Caton Donegal's portrayal of a cantankerous Mama Letty, who hints at tensions in the family's past. Avery herself is recovering from the cruelty of her ex-girlfriend. Kate and Donegal demonstrates the welcoming, sensitive relationship she establishes with her new sovereign friends, one of which evolves into romance, despite community prejudice. Kate and Donegal expresses just the right amount of racial tension, along with a mix of comfort and terror that Avery experiences. It's available from recorded books eight and a half hours long unabridged. Recommended for ages 12 and up. Library edition, digital download, ISBN 978-170-506-9547 for $24.99, also CD or MP3. What the Fact? Finding the Truth in All the Noise by Seema Yasmin, read by Seema Yasmin. Author and narrator Seema Yasmin is on a mission to encourage the critical evaluation of information and its delivery systems. This expansive audio goes into depth on the variety of ways we receive and assess both accurate and flawed information and incorporate it into our daily lives. Yasmin's peppy and conversational delivery keeps the tone reassuring. She is skilled at breaking down complex concepts into smaller, easy-to-understand parts, and she includes many real-world examples from both the past and present. Occasionally, Yasmin's narration speeds up to an uncomfortable pace. Nonetheless, her overall style suggests that she's speaking directly to the listener. The production uses sound effects sparingly to break up tension and bring humor to a potentially disheartening topic. It's available from Simon & Schuster Audio, nine and a half hours unabridged, recommended for ages 12 and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978 1797146874 one seven nine seven one four six eight seven four for nineteen ninety nine. And let's finish off with some children and family listening titles. Daughter of the White Rose by Diane Zaylor, read by Moira Quirk, Stephen Crossley, Stephen DeRosa, Elizabeth Rogers, and Robin Miles with a note by Diane Zaylor. A full cast production adds excitement to this story based on actual royal intrigue and murder in fifteenth century England. 
The cast of five enhances the scenes, allowing the listener to hear lively conversations and bustling London streets. Moira Quirk excels as commoner Nell Gould, an unlikely lifelong friend of Prince Ned and his sisters. Quirk's emotions always ring true. They range from playful laughter to sorrow and even terror as the murderous Richard of Gloucester rises to power. Stephen Crossley is convincing and likable as Nell's father, a kindly baker whose love of king and family will cost him dearly. The variety of English accents employed helps listeners differentiate the social classes. Stephen DeRosa's best character is the wily court jester. Author Diane Zaylor reads the back matter. It's available from Live Oak Media, 7.75 hours unabridged. Recommended for ages eight and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-143-014-4830 for 49.95. Also CD. A Rover Story by Jasmine Warga, read by Jacob McNatt and Ariana Delawari. Telling the story from a point of view of Rez, a Mars rover with a heart, Jacob McNatt smoothly morphs into multiple characters who interact with the robot. It is delightful to hear Rez process information and resolve problems, speak to robot friends, journey and fly, and imagine conversations with the scientists who are building him. Also engaging is the lively banter among the scientists. Letters composed but not mailed to Rez by Sophie, the child of a scientist, add empathy. Portrayed by Ariana Delawari, Sophie is cheery and charming. Both narrators are well-matched in their ability to capture emotions with enough sincerity and intensity to elicit strong reactions from listeners. This sci-fi charmer blasts off and takes listeners to Mars and beyond. It's available from Harper Audio, five and a half hours unabridged, recommended for ages eight and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-006-311-3954 for 18.99. Attack of the Black Rectangles by Amy Sarag King, read by Pete Cross, Gretchen Bender, Amy Sarag King, Jane Yolen, and a full cast. Pete Cross heads a team of skilled narrators in this exploration of how censorship impacts the lives of young people. Mac Delaney is disturbed when his friend Marcy shows him the blacked-out sections of their new reading assignment, The Devil's Arithmetic, a real-life book about World War II and anti-Semitism in Poland by Jane Yolen. When the kids' concerns are dismissed, they will have to fight to make their voices heard. Cross takes center stage as Mac, imbuing his voice with Mac's longing for intellectual truth. Cross pitches the sixth graders' deeply felt emotions perfectly. Jane Yolen narrates a brief, effective chapter as herself, while the full cast of additional narrators take on the voices of townspeople arguing via letters to the editor about petty local ordinances. It's available from Scholastic Audiobooks, 5.25 hours long, unabridged. Recommended for ages eight and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-133-887-6277 for 18.99. Library edition, digital download, ISBN 978-133-887-6284 for 56.99. 
Presidential Conversations for Kids by George S. Corey, read by Stephen DeRosa. Music and sound effects enhance this time travel fantasy as Georgie and Gigi use a skateboard to transport themselves back in time to meet 14 U.S. presidents and learn an important lesson from each one. An arpeggio played on a set of bar chimes serves to seg from one president to the next. Stephen DeRosa imbues liveliness in the two children, filling them with admiration and awe for the men. He does an admirable job channeling the voices of the presidents, with some stronger, Carter, Biden, than others, JFK, LBJ. The impeachables, Nixon, A. Johnson, Clinton, and Trump, belt out a finale in a highlight sure to please, a fun production to pull out on President's Day. Available from Synergistic, 1.5 hours long, unabridged, recommended for ages 8 and up. Trade edition digital download for five fifty nine. And that's it for me. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News. My name is Sarah. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.